the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 3-3, the answer. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning, and welcome to the Max Health Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement here on the Max Health Savings Show. Our, our show is all about building up wealth and understanding the world today, uh, understanding retirement, uh, understanding uh, what the changes that are happening, uh, understand what, what, what the government spending is doing, record government spending, understanding how to deal with inflation. It's all here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our, our model and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively and, and invest conservatively. And it starts out with your company plan. Uh, the, uh, this isn't a show about uh, we don't manage 401ks at Max Out Savings Advisors, but we always talk about this because your 401k, your qualified plans are the best place to build up wealth. When you put away the money, the, the, the research says 10% plus a company match about 3% gets you about 13%. That's generally the number you need to put away for retirement. And, and the nice thing about it is, look, the government's willing to give you a tax deduction. You put away $10,000 in the plan, you get $10,000 off of your your uh, adjusted gross income, and you get a refund at the end of the year. So they're 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 paying you to do this. It, it's it's basically idiot proof. Uh, you put away the the, the 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 check in there each month. You're not gonna you know if 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 a problem comes up, a financial problem, your money still comes out, and your savings continues to build. Yeah, uh, over time, and, and that's important because it's just too easy to cut to cut back on savings. Most people aren't super good savers naturally, and uh, you know other countries are. In China, they are. I think it's because things have always gone so well for the United States, and people are just much more optimistic. But but th- th- this is the way that you can put away money for savings and then spend whatever you want after that. Uh, but then that, that's going to get you where you need to be for retirement. So so those are just some of the things to look at uh, you know, for retirement. Remember, save aggressively and then conservatively invest the money. That's the key to building up wealth. So, so where do we go from here? We got evidently a new bull market has started. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, the mainstream media is talking about it all over the place, and uh, we just we just had the, the you know the worst year 
uh, one of the worst years in investing history last year. Stocks and bonds both went down. I think the, the S&P 500 went down 18%. The NASDAQ went down like 30%. Uh, bonds were down uh, 10%, 8%, depending on the, on, you know, the different indexes, the 60-40, uh, you know, standard uh, uh, default that everybody uses. We had the worst performance ever. And so where do you go? Well, look, if, 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 if you knew, knew how to invest last year, if you knew the right things, quite frankly, if you listened to the Max Out Savings Show, we tried to help you out. You did pretty well last year. We did very well last year. Uh, we were actually up in many cases, and, and so, uh, which is really extraordinary. But, uh, but, but you just have to understand the markets. Uh, you know, we, we felt like, uh, inflation was going to be a huge problem. Rising interest rates are going to be a problem. And, and now we're hearing that this is the start of a new bull market. The, I think the market, depending on what you look at, is, is up six, 19.5% off the bottom. One case they said 20%. It's the start of a new bull market. Well, there, there, keep in mind, there was at least two, I think there was three starts to the bull market. Uh, in 2020 as well, and the market just kept falling each time. And so it's real hard to believe that that the market rises 20% uh, off the bottom and and interest rates are at at, at five and a quarter percent on Fed funds from zero. Inflation is still up there. The consumer economy is slowing still. uh, Looking at at all these different things, uh, student loans are coming back up. Uh, we've got a, a banking crisis in this country. Uh, we're, we're seeing a huge uh, a kind of a credit crunch for particularly small and mid-sized companies, a credit crunch in real estate. Uh, I saw, I, I think, uh, a story. I think, it, I, I think somebody presented a, an apartment complex in the woodlands to build. They went to like 40 different lenders, and all of them turned it down. Now, that's, that's a positive. If you're in the woodlands, okay, it's like, oh, thank God they're cutting off the funding for these apartments, but which seem to be sprouting up all over town, uh, basically flooding the school systems. Uh, you know, it's, uh, but, uh, it's an aside, but, but, but the situation is still, uh, you know, the, the, we're dealing with, with, with a number of issues out there. Uh, these interest rates, we had the biggest move up in interest rates since the 1980s. From zero, we're going. Well, keep in mind, there was a new world that came up, and, and the people at the Federal Reserve and the government, you know, they 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 looked around and they realized that hey, you really don't need to charge. Why should there be any interest on money at all? Now, some people would argue that hey, going back to Sumerian times, which is like five thousand years ago, there was interest on money. But they figured, hey, if we can just take everybody's money and not pay them any interest, we can spend that much more money in the government. This is great, and everybody, you know. But the problem is, is so we had this regime of zero, zero interest rates. Fed funds were at zero. You know, your, your CDs were at, you know, you could get point one percent for 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 for. Uh, uh, one-year CD. I mean, it, it, it reached the height of stupidity that the ten-year Treasury was at 0.45 percent uh, uh, return for ten-year Treasuries. Which means if if you saved up a million dollars, put it in, put it bought ten-year Treasuries at 0.45 percent, you got forty-five hundred dollars a year. Which means you needed ten million dollars. To retire in treasuries, in 10-year treasuries, to get a $45,000 income. Now, most people 
don't have that type of wealth. Some of our clients do, but the majority of them do not. And so it was like complete insanity. So we're making a transition now from the zero interest rate world where you can spend as much money as you want, you can print as much money as you want because it doesn't mean anything to a to a, a more normalized interest rate world. Uh, right now, uh, the rates went from zero to, to uh, 5.5 and a quarter percent interest. Fed, as we said, the 10-year went point point zero four five percent to, I think it's like four point something today, I mean three point something today. Uh, and uh, the looking out uh, on, on that, that's a different world. That's, that's a more expensive world. You know, the person who's trying to build the apartment complex can't find any money because people are like, "Look, we're cutting back." A lot of the a lot of the mid-sized, mid-level banks are are are, are losing deposits. Uh, they, they they a lot of these people have lent out money for for at at three percent and 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 now. Now it, it, it's five or six percent, so they're having to pay other CDs four and a half percent or more. A money market's about four percent. In many cases, more than that. Uh, in some cases, close to five. Uh, it, it's a different world. So some of these, so the banks are all pulling back uh, credit. Uh, and so what we're, what we're seeing is is it, just a tightening credit cycle. Uh, so it, it's hard to see how. How we get a increase, uh, a recovering an economy in a new bull market when when we have five and a quarter percent Fed funds, and and, and, the, and the hope is that the Federal Reserve is going to cut, it's going to maybe not raise rates in the meeting next week, uh, and we have a credit crunch. We, we've listened to conference calls. Our, uh, on retailers and different companies, and the consumers clearly cutting back out there. Uh, they, you know, they're pulling back. I listened to someone telling me that you know a car dealer saying, "Look, you know, after people pay, have to pay their mortgages and they have to pay their you know the food bills and everything else, they don't have as much money because of inflation to go buy a new car. So they think car sales are starting to slow down. So I, I have a hard time understanding the, the, the idea of, of, of a new bull market uh, going forward. Uh, the has inflation dropping? Yeah, some still, but but you know, inflation's gone from it. I peaked at nine percent. It was, I think, it's at, it's at like five point something percent. It, so inflation's falling four percent. No, the rate of inflation is falling. And, and, and again, in this country, you know what's remarkable is in my lifetime we've gone from. Very smart people across the board. Very smart people in this country. With a college, with a high school education, I mean, we basically focused on, on college education, but you talk to people with just high school educations, they were very smart. To people basically watching clickbait uh, on the internet nowadays and, and just looking at the thing saying, oh, inflation's falling 4%. That means the rate of inflation is going up. Now, the average housewife knows that. Intuitively, that inflation is still going up because they see it, but 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 they're trying to create a narrative out there for you to believe, uh, uh, so they can move forward an agenda that things ha- are getting you know that inflation's plunging and and there's no problems. We can borrow as much money as we want. That's not the case. I mean, clearly things are going wrong in the United States of America. I mean, it's 
it, 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 this this is not a good situation. The deficit, you know, our deficit, our debt is going from about twenty, you know, a twenty four trillion up to. I think we, I think we've increased debt like about six trillion dollars in the last three years or so, which is extraordinary. Uh, we we're, our our government spending in the last couple years started approaching GDP levels of World War II when when we completely restructured the entire economy of the United States of America. It, within two or three years to a wartime footing, it's to, to produce tanks and planes it, instead of automobiles and uh, everything else. Uh, and think about that. We fought a war. We sent, you know, millions of troops over to, to Europe, uh, bankrolled Europe, bankrolled Russia. People don't forget about that. We bankrolled Russia as well, all to try to help out, help out against the fight against Adolf Hitler. And so here we are. Today, we're spending close to that level. And then, and then, you know, look, in fairness, COVID was bad. They had to shut down the economy. I can see spending the money. But then when the economy started going up and inflation was at 5% in accelerating, uh, 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 unemployment was, was plunging, why do you keep spending at that level? But they just continue to spend. And Joe Biden goes from a record uh, GDP spending since World War II and cuts it, you know, three or 400 billion dollars in, in still spending, you still running a 6% negative GDP uh, growth rate, uh, 6% 6 of GDP negative deficits, you're still, the spending is still out of control. And, and so all of these things, we're headed for a, a wall on this. And so you, what you want to do is you want to get out of the way, okay? When the car is driving down the road, at 100 miles an hour, and there's coming to curves up there, and you see a sign, bridge out in three miles, uh, there's a couple things you can do. You can put on your seatbelt. You can sit there and go to the back seat. You can sort of try to, you know, cover yourself up with something, or you can just ask, you can just get out of the car or ask to get out of the car for the car to pull over and then let the people keep going. The odds are that, yeah, you might go through the crash as the car goes off the bridge at 100 miles an hour. You might survive, but you're more likely to do really well if you just get out of the car. And I think that's the thing. I think people have to understand they have to sort of protect themselves and, 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 and protect their savings in this type of world. And so, you know, the way you do that is is you sit there and you want to own different things. If, 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 as an example, the oil and gas sector, oil's down some this year, but uh, oil and chemical plants and things like that, I know what I got. So, yeah, they're not going to make that many more chemical plants. They're not going to make that. They're not making any more oil. They're making a lot more dollars. You know, uh, the, the people forget, we sent out a, fr a free report once a month called the Max Up Savings Report. The first one came out in 20, uh, 2001 with, 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 with the, uh, with, with the, uh, with Ben Bernanke's helicopter speech. He said he has a printing press if he needs to, he'll throw money out of a helicopter. We said there was going to be a 25 full year full market. That's going to continue. We were right in the state. Don't print money. How do you protect yourself? We'll be right back right here on the Max Up Saving Show.
The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Saving Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investment to your retirement, but we're just talking about some of the different ways. Uh, to 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 deal with these markets, uh, short term, you know, as we talked about, shorter term uh, bonds. Okay, tell you what, let's take a quick call from uh, Carl here at the Max Out Savings Show. Welcome. Hey, Ted. Uh, I'm not asking for your prediction. I'm asking for your preference on what the Fed will do this week, and uh, maybe you'll talk about what you're hearing about how sticky inflation is is going to be that sort of thing so what would you like the fed to do this week you know that that that's a, a that's a tough call right here at a minimum i would like them to sit there you know i tell you what given the way the given the way the the, the consumer is slowing down right now uh, that that we're seeing out there in some of our uh, other areas what I, I think I'd, I'd like to see, I would like to see is is that we are going to pause here 
But people need to understand this is a higher interest rate regime moving forward. We're not going back to the zero interest rate of the past. And I think that needs to be made very clear that unless the economy materially materially slows down, we plan to hold interest rates at this level for a while. That's what I would like to see them say. I, I, I think that people are just hoping that it's going to be over, and then they're hoping within two or three months rates are going to start falling. And I think we have to, if, if you can convince people rates are going to be up, they're going to be more cautious. And they're, they're going to be more cautious on their financing. They're going to be ca- more cautious on their, their, their projects and things. And I, I think that's what it's going to take. I just think there, there's, this, there's this belief we're going back to zero interest rates that I just don't see happening. Uh, the other question I had is the, the economists seem to think that there's still some excess savings out there, maybe amounting to about $500 billion, I believe, and but it is, it's running down. <clears throat> so I don't, do you have any, any gut feeling as to when uh, those savings will <clears throat> run out? And I, I know that uh, Lawrence, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, used to be uh, work for the Clinton administration. Lindsay, Lawrence Lindsay. No, it's president of Harvard. Uh, oh, that's Larry, uh, Larry Summers. Larry, yeah, Larry Summers. He's worried about a possible Wiley Coyote moment when all of a sudden the coyote looks down and there's nothing underneath him. Uh, so he's kind of worried about that moment. So, uh, you know, I, I kind of think that might happen too. Um, so you think if that happened, you think it'll be like toward the end of the year or do you think it might never happen? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I, I look. I think we're slowing down right now. I, I, I think it's pretty clear. I think the excess saving for for the for the for the middle class is starting to dry up. And, and keep in mind, there's a, a portion of excess savings that's going. Wow, I can get five percent leaving it in the bank. I'm just going to leave it in the bank or in money market right now. And, and so I think we're rapidly running out of savings in this country. And, and uh, the, the 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 student loan repayments are going to start up, I believe, in September, which is going to add add uh, more problems to people out there. So, so I think I think things are slowing down. Uh, I, I think on the other side of that, uh, it's, that's a, this is a really tough question. This is 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 you have reshoring of manufacturing to the United States. The the, the, the delinking with China is very serious. Uh, it's. I mean, look, China within six months could invade Taiwan. I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a real possibility. Uh, defense spending is ramping up because of the Russia war. Uh, the the infrastructure uh, bill, I talked to a, uh, a people that, that do a lot of stuff in trucking for real heavy-duty stuff. They said, look, this is just now starting for the infrastructure coming up for the infrastructure bill. And then the, this new green new deal that, that Biden put in, that's going to be a lot of of, of of bigger type of stuff is going to be coming on, so it's going to stabilize things reasonably well. But the consumer is slowing down, so I, I, I'm looking for a milder slowdown than most people. But 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 I do think it's out there, and uh, I, I think the markets are, are not anticipating this slowdown, and I think they're anticipating rates falling. And for for the for what I, reasons I just mentioned with with the, the po- more positive thing, I think there's less likely you're going to see rates fall. Okay. Thanks a lot, Ted. 
Okay, good question, Carl. It's, I mean, that, that's going to be the thing. I, I think there's a realization that, 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 look, for 200 and, and, you know, 20 years, the United States was, was the most successful country in the world, bar none. I mean, nobody... <laughs> Okay, Charles, stick with me just a second. But Barda, they, they, they were the leader of the world. Everything, almost every single thing that's come out of the world that, that's modernized the world, uh, you know, from uh, the automobile or at least the, 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 the uh, using the assembly line for the automobile, uh, airplanes, uh, you know, uh, computers, computer chips, uh, the Internet, everything has come out of the United States. The United States functioned. People were happy. And all of a sudden, they came up with this site, and that was with basically 3.5% average uh, interest rates uh, on the shorter term, a little longer term. Uh, and it functioned very well. All of a sudden, they came up with this idea that we, you know, the government can mandate everything. We can go into a centrally planned economy run by the World Economic Forum. We'll have zero interest rates. You'll own nothing and love it. Well, everybody loved the United States before. I mean, so I, I, I think I think people need to understand that this is a radically different agenda that's failing horribly on so many fronts as far as for the American people. Let's take a quick call from Charles. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Charles? some point, can you provide the year-to-date returns for the three major indices, the Dow, the S&P, and the NASDAQ? And the second question I have has to do with uh, Social Security. Do you see any movement in making any updates or changes to this before the 2024 election? Or do you think that the... And I, I don't even know if there's a possibility that they may just let this thing collapse and and then go move to this universal basic income business that you know you hear from the WEF. Yeah, look, I think I think that's what these guys would like to do. I mean, you know, the, the the World Economic Forum is is very clearly has an agenda that's contrary. It's an anti-American agenda. Make no mistake about it. Uh, and uh, so so I, I think it's it's an issue. Uh, the what was it? What the, the, the first the the, the, the you wanted the, the the three indexes. In, what was the second yeah, question? I'm sorry. Just, just the year date returns for the Dow, the S and P, and the Nasdaq. Uh, year to date since January first, what what the returns are? Well, was, it, it, if you look at the, the, the at the uh, let me see here, just a second. Okay, bear with me. Okay, the Nasdaq year-to-date returns. This, I mean, this is I think this is very interesting. It, the Nasdaq year-to-date returns are about twenty-seven percent. If you look at the S and P, I think it's like eleven or twelve. If you look at the Dow, it's two percent. If you look at the at the uh, there's an S and P five hundred equal weight, which that number is about. Uh, this is just uh, this is just guesstimating right now. It's about two percent. Uh, or so, and, and and if you look uh, at the, uh, if you look at the, uh, the, the, if you take out seven stocks in, in, in the averages, I think they're up about two. Uh, the S and P five hundred, it, it comes in. I actually did some work on this this morning at about uh, I want to say two percent or something. So basically, it's basically seven big tech stocks are moving the entire market, and the rest of it's not moving very much. Mm-hmm. 
So you said that the NASDAQ was about, you said 27%? Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's all it's all uh, it's all Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, uh, Facebook, Nvidia, uh, Tesla. So it's pretty much the entire market. It's so, you know, so what, and, uh, it, it, so it, there's been a lot of excitement about AI. Yeah, well, uh, I guess I guess with money supply continuing to contract. At 27%, uh, it would seem to me that maybe around September, October, there's probably going to be some sort of a correction, wouldn't you think, or August, maybe even sooner? Yeah, or, or sooner. Look, I, I, we, we, we're right up against a 60% retracement of the, from the top of the S&P 500, and I think a 50% retracement of the NASDAQ. So we're right right now, I mean, this has been a lot of, uh, a lot of the move has already happened. And as you point out, the money supply is slowing, and, and, and keep in mind, the Fed, the, the U.S. government wasn't borrowing money for about two or three months because they were trying to extend the debt ceiling as long as possible. And now they have to come in and borrow another $800 billion, which is going to take money out of the system. And the Japanese also, I think, injected about $400 billion to try to engage in yield curve control of their markets. And, and, and what that's done is, is is this market's gone up in this liquidity. We, we don't think it's going to last. I mean, I, I don't think this thing holds up. Uh, and, and, and so I, I think there's a lot of risk in the market right here, uh, and I haven't even talked about something going wrong with the with the with the war with Russia. I mean, you know, that thing, you, you know, if 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 the Ukrainians somehow break through and start going in toward Crimea, I think at that point in time they they, they pull out the tactical nukes pretty quickly. And 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 and, and what worries me is is. I don't think I think that the Biden administration views that as an opportunity, and I think it's a very very dangerous game they're playing. Uh, I, I've never seen an administration that is less afraid of nuclear weapons. I grew up in a time where people were terrified of them, and and I, I just think that they they view every crisis as an opportunity to move their agenda forward, and, and it's a concern. Well, I would think I would think that. When the news ever comes out that Russia ever would use, uh, or word would come out that they do use a tactical nuclear weapon, I think you're going to see the markets worldwide just react. And I mean, I think it's going to be in a dramatic fashion because at that point, then you know the cat, the genie's out of the bottle, and then who, who's to stop Iran or anybody else from then deploying such things as well? You know, so. To me, I think everybody's been kind of acting as a gentleman here, so to speak, and and of course, you know, everyone realizes. I think to a certain extent that even I think the I think one of the the, the Joint Chiefs of Staff made a comment to Russia, I mean to China, that you know, yeah, we could go to war with Taiwan, but you know, war is an ugly, terrible thing, and you know, both sides are going to suffer tremendously, and there's really going to be no winner in this thing. So. Uh, but but I guess I guess the thing of it is is to get back. I, I I'm just looking forward. I you know the returns we've enjoyed in these markets have been primarily from Bernanke on, just flooding the system with money. But looking forward now, I you know the market only goes up whenever there's governments printing money. But I just don't see the government like you say continuing to print money. So I would think that looking forward, people people. Expecting the same kind of returns, I think, are kidding themselves. I think we're going to, you know, you're just not going to see those kind of returns. I, I could be wrong, but I, 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 yeah, no, look, I, I think the money, I, I just don't see it. 
Yeah, Charles. No, that you you hit the, that. That's the crux of the whole situation. Uh, you know, I mean, the Fed has been printing money every time, and, and it, well, that's why the market's up because they're like, oh wow, this is exciting. You know, the the the, the economy starts slowing down. The Fed's going to have to print money, so we're going to make more money. I mean, it's like, like the worse things get, the more money gets printed. I I think that world's come to an end. I think the Fed has tried to tried to communicate that to people. I think any going forward, any help is going to come from fiscal spending more so than, than Federal Reserve money. And, and, and things are, you know, we're already spending a lot on the fiscal side. So I think it's going to be tougher. And, and I, you know, the war thing, I mean, war is war. I mean, I think people forget, you know, it, 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 we've been kind of skating along in this whole thing, you know, but you know, whether Ukraine wins or, or Russia, quite frankly, to the American people themselves doesn't make much difference. But if Russia thinks they're losing, the Russian people are going to be, their livelihood, their country, and their li- way of life is going to be threatened. And they, you know, they will have no choice. I mean, I, if, if, if someone came in on Mexico and China starts, you know, pouring across the border into the United States, I mean, it's foolishness to think we're not going to use nuclear weapons on them. And, and so that, that, that's the, and, and a tactical in theory is, 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 is not, you know, the full coming across all over the place with the missiles, but, but 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 it, it, it's it's the genie comes out of the bottle and it becomes and, and so the world's a much more dangerous place. I mean, good call, thank you. I sure. appreciate it, Charles. Uh, but I mean, that's that's what we're dealing with. Is it? So it, look, I, I think we, from time to time you hear me talk about Stanley Druckenmiller. Druckenmiller, he's one of the sharpest guys out there. He was at a Bloomberg conference and he doesn't come on very much. He doesn't talk very much. He has probably one of the best records out there. Over the years, he's made some big mistakes, but as, as he said, he's never had a down year, and, and he probably has. I think he has the best record out there of people I know. And and his comment was that you know he said it's a very uncertain time; things are very muddled right now. And this is a paraphrasing it. Uh, it, it. He even told the the person, he says, "Look, I, I agreed to do this eight months ago. I would not have done it." Come if you'd have called me now, would not have come and done this. You know, I made an agreement because. And she goes, well, what 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 are the what what Stanley's so good at? And this is what we love doing too is is finding that sort of fat pitch right down the middle. The ball's coming in, and you can just hit it out of the park. He said, he goes, look, we invest in. in, in and he has a family office. He's out of the money, so he manages his own money. We we, we invest in five. There are five or six different asset classes, stocks, bonds, commodities, currency. Okay, Tom, just stick with us. And uh, real estate, different things. And so we, we try to go where we think the best deal. He, there are no fat pitches in this market right now. Everything's expensive. You have an incredibly uncertain environment. And so when he says in that environment, I want to have cash on the sidelines. I want to have some money. I don't want to be fully invested when things go down and maybe have a little money on the side, but I'm terrified to do anything because I've lost so much money. And so so I think with your retirement, you have to kind of manage it along that line with keeping in mind that, hey, if I'm sitting in cash, I'm locking in 4 or 5% on my money. That's not a bad deal. You know, if that's my downside, you know, what what is, you know, that that's not a bad situation. And and, and this is why we, we talk about this. So, I, you know, I think I think we've had seven stocks go up tremendously on this AI hype. Some of them, it's real questionable. If China invades, invades uh, Taiwan, 
uh, Apple's toast. A lot of these other co- companies in that top list are going to struggle mightily if that happens. And, and, and yet, and, and, and look, I mean, it's the Chinese. It used to be well; they're not going to come into Taiwan till twenty twenty seven. You're hearing more and more. There's more and more nervous. That date keeps twenty six, twenty five. There's people thinking it's going to be in the next six months. And so. It's a very different world, which requires more caution and understanding of what's happening. Now, Tom, stick with us. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right here, right on the Max Out Savings Show. savings and investment questions ted gioka has answers call the max out savings show now at 713-339-1070 we'll be right back hi i'm sam malone you know me as the host of the morning show right here on am 1070 the answer but i'm also the owner of houston's cutting edge media company called 512 new media At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. 
Debate 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. We're talking savings, investments, in your retirement. If you've got a question or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. The, looking, for, looking forward here, um, Crystal, are you there? Oh, good. How do, okay, great. How does this sound? How does our audio sound? I've changed up some equipment. Okay, great. Okay, well, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Hello? Hello? Yeah, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, yeah, Ted. Uh, you know, question. all we hear about is the Fed and interest rates, but to really flight, fight inflation, you really it's a two-pronged approach. You've got, you know, your, your monetary policy, which is what the Fed's been trying to do with interest rates, but you also have fiscal policy. And I noticed you mentioned fiscal policy in your answer to Charles. But, you know, what we're seeing, of course, they just went through this, this budget deal, and, you know, McCarthy's out there touting what a wonderful job. They never cut spending like this before or whatever. But, and I don't necessarily blame him. I think he cut, you know, the best deal that he could. But, you know, I think Powell's doing what he can from a monetary aspect, but it's almost like he's swimming upstream because on the other side, instead of fiscal policy trying to fight inflation, it's, it's actually doing the opposite. They're still spending money like crazy, you know, which is nuts, which <laughs> makes Powell's job more difficult, you know, trying to do it all with with monetary policy. So uh, having said all this, I guess uh, my main question is uh, regarding fiscal policy, do you think this little deal they just cut to supposedly cut some spending uh, is going to be significant? My, my personal opinion is it's, you know, it's a drop in the bucket, and you're continually seeing them want to spend. You know, Biden wants to pay off college loans. I'm sure you just saw Harris County wants to give a bunch of money out. Uh, they still just are, are blowing money like crazy. So I don't know that fiscal policy is really uh, going to do much. Now, maybe I don't really have a lot of hope that they'll, they'll do many better in the future. They don't seem to be able to, to do much. But, yeah, again, you know, what do you think about this, this deal that they just cut? You know, I would have liked a lot, a lot bigger cuts. I mean, it, it really wasn't enough. I think it was like a 027 percent of GDP, and and it's our, our budget deficit's about six percent of GDP. So it all goes down to five and three quarters, five and a half percent of GDP. But we're going to have to restructure a lot of stuff out there. Uh, it, it's truly incredible they put in all these these giveaway programs, all this social welfare, and all this free money and guaranteed basic income stuff when we have a 3.7% uh, unemployment rate. I mean, this was, the, this was the one opportunity when when the people were so short on workers to get all these unemployed people 
been, were kind of on the dole in the in the workforce, and instead they just upped the ante. Look, I I think eventually it's going to we're coming up to some type of crisis, and yeah, the rest of the world is pulling away from the dollar. The rest of the world no longer wants to finance this ins- insanity in the United States, and I think we're going to hit a point where there's going to have to be some big cuts come in. And, and right now, uh, a lot of the Biden administration is still operating on monetary, modern monetary theory policy, which means you can spend as much money as you want, and, and, and because you you have you control your currency. And I think they're rapidly going to be coming to the point where they will not be able to. Uh, I, th- I think the, the the sanctions that Biden put in place because of the Russia-Ukraine war were, were catastrophic to the U.S. financial system in dollar long term. Uh, it, 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 but, you know, the, the confiscation of, of their dollar, uh, the, the, the Russia's dollars at, at the at Federal Reserve, uh, or the, 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 uh, the kicking them out of the, the financial systems. So they have to have a new financial system. And so the BRICS are Brazil, Russia, India, China, you know, Egypt, uh, uh, you know, Iran, uh, there's just, you know, the, the Mexico, the, they're all looking at alternatives to the dollar now. And so that was a big mistake. But so, so to your question about the fiscal, we don't have the ability quite with the fiscal. But the problem is, is, is the Fed is realizing their credibility is on the line. They're going to have to be much tougher going forward. And keep in mind, this is 2023. In 2024, we've got the election heating up. So if they're going to be tough, they're going to have, they're going to be tough over the next six and seven months. They don't want to have to be getting real tough going into the teeth of a presidential election where they're the center of attention. But what what levers do they have? Obviously, interest rates, and I guess you know they can buy up bonds like they did and increase their balance sheet. But what what levers does the Fed really have? Uh, well, most likely, what it's going to be sometime in the future is yield curve control to try to keep down the the, the long end. Keep in mind, right now, the six point nine to seven percent on mortgages that's really starting to bite in the real estate market and slowing things down. So that's most likely what the next thing's going to be sometime in the future. Okay, and you mentioned but, it might but, be. I'm, I'm not really optimistic anything will get done unless you really get you know Republican control the government again, and I don't know if and when that'll happen. But you mentioned it would take a crisis. So is this a complete crash of the dollar? Or is this a complete crash of the banking system, like we almost just seen? Uh, when you say crisis, what what kind of things do you see actually happening? I think it could be real pressure on the dollar and, and, and huge pressure on rising interest rates in the United States where, you know, if these interest rates, particularly in the longer end, start really rising up, that's going to put huge pressure on, 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 on refinancing the debt and force them. And as the dollar starts going, they're going to have to show the world that they're serious about cutting the debt. They're serious about getting their house in order. I think that's the most likely way it's going to play out. It's hard to predict exactly what's going to happen because they're going to try to prevent different things from happening. But but uh, but it, it, the financial system is materially more unstable than it was before the Russia war and before what's happening now. Uh, the, the, really, there's a crisis of confidence building. And as much as we like to complain about the Biden administration letting crime run out of control, collapse of the border, you know, Tens of thousands of people dying from fentanyl. It looks it looking like a rudderless country. The rest of the world is looking at that too, and they're going, "Who who is more responsible than the United States?" And they're starting to look around. 
Yeah. Well, thanks for that. It's always good to uh, and interesting to get your insight on this stuff because, you know, there's a lot of moving parts. But, uh, again, you're, you're kind of plugged in, and it's always good to get your insight. So thanks for all that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for the call. So, so getting back, uh, a couple things to, to look to, to happen this week. Uh, Goldman Sachs, well, I think it's Goldman Oh, okay, great. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Welcome to the Doing, doing, doing great. Show. Uh, you know, I was listening to the gentleman right before me, and he brought up, uh, you know, the Republicans get, need to get back in charge. What people are forgetting is the reason we're in this situation this year is because McConnell pushed through the Democrats' budget before uh, the uh, House changed, changed hands to, into Republican hands. So, you know, it's not the Republicans, it's conservatives, and, you know, Mitch McConnell is definitely not one of them. And, you know, that's yeah. what led up to yeah, all this that, stuff this year. That's, that, he, no, that's exactly right. There has to be real pushback on, on these kind of rhino Republicans in, in order to get our stuff done, because it, it's frustrating. If you look at the other side, they never break ranks at all on the Democratic side, and it's always the Republicans that, that break yeah, ranks, and, you know. But anyway, uh, but yeah, thanks for the call. We, we've got uh, the budget deficit coming up, the, the budget battle coming up later this year. I think that's going to be a real battle. I think the Republicans going to be tougher on that because if if they take if they take the president to the mat on on the budget on, on the budget limit uh, budget cap, then we could get downgraded. Whereas if they take them to the mat right now on spending later this year. The, the, uh, it's going to help the bond market and people are going to kind of cheer that. But good good points here. Uh, so one of the things happening here is this week uh, Target was cut by, I believe, Morgan Stanley or Goldman Sachs, uh, one of them, it, it, because they, it, the stock continues to fall on this boycott. It, and it's been real interesting to listen to them on CNBC. Kind of, They're finally having to start it, to admit that the boycotts are having, they didn't want to talk about them. And the talk was, look, in the past, when they've had boycotts of, of, you know, Target, for instance, when the, when the bathrooms issue came up, Target said, well, anyone can use the women's or the men's bathroom. We don't care. And they lost a little bit of business with the, quote, a boycott. And then it stopped, you know, a couple of weeks later, and it was back to business as usual. This seems, these boycotts seem much, much tougher, and they're really starting to have teeth. If you look at Bud Light, Bud Light is is uh, they thought in some areas 60% of their sales over Memorial Day was lost because of the boycott. People are mad. They're really upset. They, they believe their constitution's threatened. Their way of life is threatened. Th- their religion. I mean, it, the idea that you, you get to pick your, your gender when you, you know, hit puberty, uh, is, is against the teachings of Christianity, quite frankly, Judaism, Muslim, almost every major religion in the world. This is a threat to their religion. And, and this is, and, and corporations are going to have to understand they need to, to they're going to have to they need to get out of the politics. There's been a group on the other side that have been pressuring all these companies. We talked about Larry Fink on this show back in 2020 when he was going to, quote, defund the oil and gas sector. We said it was a breach of fiduciary duty. The state attorney generals, we were right, are now suing, and now Larry Fink and BlackRock is starting to back off. BlackRock has been involved in some of this transgender stuff, and it's going to take huge pushes. We're starting to make real real changes, real improvements to, to stop this stuff. And what it is is people are now taking a stand. What we talked about is I, I got in a kind of a uh, discussion, a debate with a friend of mine 
uh, the other day kind of saying, well, look, these people talk about this. They're just wasting their time. I said, no, you don't understand. The, the Republicans, if we left the, the Congress, they're not going to do it. We have to have – it needs to be clear to corporate America – it's the bureaucracy in the United States that people are not going to tolerate this. So people have to stand up. They've got to stick to these boycotts. In any, I saw Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel came up with a with a you know uh, LBGTQ plus month. They you know they painted their share their their some of their chairs rainbow. I mean, uh, uh, it's been a while since I've been to Cracker Barrel. It's kind of I mean the 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 uh, chocolate uh, whipped cream pancakes aren't exactly on my diet. I try to follow a pretty strict diet. You got good, you know. But when I've been there, it, I've not seen a huge group of transvestites at Cracker Barrel. I mean, why would you do that when when you know your audience, quite frankly, is mostly very conservative type of people? It it it, it, it But this, there has to be pushback so people are afraid of what's happening out there in the world. And so I think this is something we're going to continue to see. But these, but these boycotts are making a difference because for the first time, they have teeth. And for the first time, the mainstream media is having to, to talk about this. And you can see how nervous they are talking about, you know, they're kind of, I really don't. Well, what about the boy? I think we need to talk about the boycotts. And they're very uncomfortable because they don't want to admit the boycotts are working. The boycotts are working, no make mistake about it. Look, all but light had to do was when that uh, Dylan Mulvaney came out and said, can, said, look, that was a can. We do that for a lot of people. It, you know, we just did it for one small group. It in no way represented our beliefs, and, and, it, and, and, it, and it shouldn't be taken that way. But they couldn't do that because that would have upset the LBGTQ plus trans community. Well, and so then what they did is they tied their brand to the LBGTQ plus transvestite movement it, 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 and that that became what they represented. The answer is, well, we're not in politics. We're done with it. Anyway, tell you what, coming out of the end of the show, tell, go to our website, maxoutstation.com, maxoutstation.com. You can request the point with me. I'll sit down and show you how we manage money at Max Up with the sponsors here. That's just the beginning of the right here on the Max Up page. So, here's our motto. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 